Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today, we're going to be discussing an incredibly important yet way under-discussed topic, how adults with divorced parents can overcome the impact their parents' divorce has had on them. Kent Darcy, who's the founder of Adults with Divorced Parents Ministries, is here, and I'm eager for you to hear what he has to say. Kent is a licensed professional counselor in Southeast Michigan and the author of Choose a Better Path, Overcoming the Impact of Your Parents' Divorce. Kent and his wife will be celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary this fall. So, Kent, I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. Thank you so much. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, it is It is very, it's exciting and yet kind of sad at the same time to have you here. We were discussing before you went on how how deep the need to, to address this issue really is. I told you, and I, I wanted to share with this, I put in a, a really informal poll in our in our app membership community, um, just asking people whether they were from divorced, they had divorced parents, or they did not have divorced parents, and like sixty three percent of them who weighed in were from families where they had divorced parents, and I I knew that that was a a high number. I was blown away by just how high it was. So. Can I, I'm so glad that you're here to talk about that. Before we really dive in, can you tell us a little bit about your ministry and and kind of why you started it, so that we can we can get a little context for that before we start getting really deep into this issue? Sure, absolutely, Leslie. Basically, what happened was my parents divorced when I was 13, and I really didn't think it was a big deal. And around 30 years later, I was at a marriage retreat weekend and the Lord said, Kent, if you don't get your act together, you're on the same emotional path as your dad. Mm. And basically, my dad was an adult, adult with divorced parents from an adult with divorced parents from an adult with divorced parents. Wow. And that just scared me because I love my wife and I didn't want to do that. But I'm a researcher by heart and started looking at what was actually going on out there with the development adults with divorced parents and found a couple of things. First, that even though I was in complete denial that there was any impact, lingering impact, there was. And second, mm-hmm. there were millions of me out there. So basically, I did a ton of research, found uh, just all sorts of interesting information regarding the impact of parental divorce, put it together at the time I was serving on the deacon board of a church and said, we got to tell people about this. And they said, well, I'll do it. So I did my first all-day seminar back in 2004 and uh, just been sharing this information ever since. Wow. Well, I am so thankful that you are. I, I, you, you stumble into things from time to time where you're not really surprised that it's an issue, but you're surprised by how big of an issue it is because you don't hear anybody really talking about it. And this is definitely one of those issues for me. What... You know, when I when I saw that such a high percentage of our families actually was walking this walk, what are some of the issues that that are common with adults who have divorced parents that they may not even be able to to really connect the dots on? Yeah, and I love that phrase because that's basically what we do. We connect the dots. Right. Because when I speak, I don't really say anything that's earth shattering. 
just people have never connected the dots before. Right. And I go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But Leslie, before I answer that question, I do want to say something really important. Um, this is a very emotional topic. And mm-hmm. we love our parents. And one of the issues that we deal with as adults with divorced parents is how do we talk about this without bashing our parents? Mm-hmm. We feel like we can't do both. And my ministry, we are committed to not bashing parents who are divorced. Uh, we're not, even today, we're not going to talk about the theology of divorce. We're not going to talk about the right or wrong reasons for divorce. You know, the position of my ministry is basically the divorce happened. What are the consequences right. for the kids or adult kids as we're dealing with a lot today? And what steps can we take to minimize that? Uh, you know, the key scripture for our ministry is Second Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 4, that says, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So this whole thing is about sharing what's going on so that other people can hear it and receive the comfort of God, and they can share it with people mm. so they can receive the comfort of God. And ideally, the cycle of divorce can be broken. So it is not about bashing parents. If you're out there and you're divorced, relax. Yes. I guess acting you are throwing stones. The Bible's very clear. Honor your father and your mother, which is a whole other topic under the context, <laughs> <laughs> which we might touch on a little bit later. But to answer your question, what are the major issues that uh, adults or divorced parents experience? The biggest one's anger. Mm. We are never able to effectively resolve our anger. We're, ang- we're angry for a number of reasons. But there's also a number of fears. This fear of conflict, fear of inadequacy, a fear of divorce, fear of marriage. Uh, we also deal with trust issues. We really make people trust us. You know, we're always poking with a stick. Can we really trust them? We also deal with the issue of grieving. We have a lot of losses when our parents divorce. And sometimes we just don't realize that a lot of the anger, a lot of the hurt is actually grieving. Father hunger is another issue. There's tons and tons of research that talks about fatherlessness. But we rarely talk about that hole that, that's created in men and women um, when their father is gone. And probably one of the more untouched issues is the spiritual issue of this night. And that Elizabeth Markhart has a really interesting book called Between Two Worlds. And she talked about how parental divorce impacts our view of God. And that's something that is very, very difficult in our circles. Because if you're in a small group and somebody says, honor my parents, no way. Huh. Well, okay. But in reality, there's pain behind that statement. And it kind of distorts our view. And, you know, where was God when all this was going on? So that's also an important element we have to look at. Well, and I, I, even as you were talking, I think it's so important for those of us who that is not the path that we have walked to, to listen so that we can better understand and love and help carry the, the burdens of our brothers and sisters and be there to support and help them as they walk through and wade through some of these issues. Absolutely. And, and it's tricky because if you don't have that concept, I, one of the stories I tell is I used to lead worship. At, at the church I was at. And at one point, our family visited and my sister came in from the other coast. So my dad would come in with his, with my stepmom and my mom would be in and my sister would be a great, oh, just a great time. A lot of your listeners are just going, oh, because they can just imagine having everybody in one place. But we get to church <laughs> and the way it was set up, I would be up on the platform and then we would rehearse. I'd come down and sit in the front pew. So my back would be to the congregation. My family comes in. My dad and mom are on opposite ends of the pews. My wife's in the center. My sisters are there. 
Now, when I go up on that platform, I turn, that's what I see. When I'm done with worship, who do I sit next to? Hmm. My dad's on one side of the pew with his wife, my stepmom, my mom's on the other side of the pew. Now, if you're from, like you from an intact family, it's no big deal. In fact, your parents are probably sitting together. Hmm. But for us, what we do is we walk into what I call the loyalty challenge. Who do I love more? Who's more important to me? And that is something we deal with as children. It's also something we deal with when we're adults and our parents divorce. Wow. So many things that you just don't think about. But they, but they make so much sense. And you actually, even as you were talking about that, I've seen that play out. I've seen the struggle on some on the faces of some of my friends, and I didn't even really recognize what it was. So I'm I'm just so grateful for you sharing this. Now you mentioned just a second ago uh, talking about those who whose parents divorce when they're older, so they're not actually children walking through this. How how prevalent is that? That is the fastest area of divorce growing right now. Really? On public digits. Basically, what's happening is parents are getting to the place where the kids are grown and they're going, you know what? I don't want to spend the next 30 years with this bum or this witch and I'm out of here. Uh, For a long time, the primary reason for divorce was infidelity, for it was adultery. But that stopped being number one years ago, probably. Really? And 12 years ago, at least now. The number one issue has just been, I'm not getting my needs met. And a lot of that's being driven by what's called gray divorces, which you're describing. Some people call it silver splitters, but whatever it is, is people are waiting 25, 30, 35, 40 years and then divorcing. And that creates an entirely different set of issues for the adults when their parents divorce at that age. Wow. I, yeah, it's. When I asked that question in our membership community, one of the the comments was, I was in my 20s when my parents divorced. I can't even imagine going through this as a child, which which really stood out to me because, you know, as you were talking, because I'm like, wow, this really must be a very prevalent thing. I would have never imagined it was the most fast growing segment of of divorces. Now, that's that is unbelievable. Do you find that a lot of those gray divorce families, th- that it actually is, you know, kind of a carry forth of impact of their own families divorcing when when they were younger? Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. Not necessarily. And there's not a lot of data on that. Okay. Uh, but as you said, a lot of times it is usually those divorces happen way earlier. Okay. You know, a lot of what we talk about where we have divorce breeds divorce breeds divorce. Those marriages often will uh, get divorced, you know, when the kids are younger, you know, 10, 12, 15, whatever. Usually the other divorces are just, they haven't done the marriage skills, they haven't done whatever. And we're in a world now that teaches a I would consider an unbiblical attitude of you need to be happy. Yeah, Um, yeah. And if you're not happy, then we move on. And a lot of people are doing that. But, you know, one of the issues that that is created by great divorce is, and that that person that reached out and said, hey, I was an adult, they are not, one of the problems is they're not going to get any support. Hmm. When a child's parents divorce, you know, the church is now, you've got people in the youth group and all that, they'll reach out to the child. They'll, you know, say, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing with all this? When 
an adult is at work and tells somebody, I just got a call that my parents are divorcing. I mean, they've been married 37 years. The response they'll often get is, well, what's the big deal? They're adults. They have a right to be happy. And basically, our whole life has changed. Every holiday is different now. Birthdays are different. Christmas is different. Family events are different. That family annual vacation that we always went to is different. And there's nobody to talk to about it. So we're kind of an island. And ironically, the two people you would usually talk to when you have a life crisis are your parents. And guess what? They are the parent. Now, other issues that are, you know, kind of common with great divorce is the big ones are TMI, (laughs) too much information. Hmm. When kids are young, when the parents are divorced, good parents will kind of hide the stuff, you know, all the garbage and the dirty laundry and all that's from the kids. When the parents divorce, when the kids are adults, they treat them as friends Hmm. and they're old enough to understand why the other parent is a whatever and why these needs aren't being met. And you kind of move into that loyalty challenge thing I mentioned earlier, where you should know that my needs aren't being met. And you'll hear things that uh, we don't want to hear from parents because we're still their kids. And they tend to forget that. Wow. Probably the last thing with great divorce, I mean, there's a number of issues, but one that's most problematic for me is we all have struggles in our marriages. And when you have a parent that's hung in there for 30, 40, 45 years. He's like, well, you know what? If mom could put up with that or dad could put up with that, you know, we can make it. We, we can get through this. But when that marriage falls apart after 35 years, after 40 years, Satan comes in and says, well, if they couldn't make it after all this time, how on earth are you going to make it with all your doubt creep in? And then that's when we have to be really, really careful. That's why I'm so thankful you've taken the opportunity to talk about this really important issue because we don't talk about it. And yet, as you mentioned earlier, it is so prevalent. Oh, absolutely. And again, I'm, I'm sitting here writing down notes because I, I have the, the privilege of knowing a lot of people who actually are walking this path. And, and I have been I just really blind to the the way that it impacts people. So I, I appreciate your talking about that. For those of us both who do want to get involved in people's lives and, and care and love on them, as well as those who are walking the path, is there a difference between the impact of divorce on childhood and the impact of divorce on those who are older? And so you have the the gray divorce issues. Yeah, that's um, and that's where the prevailing view of the world is that but it's, it's just not a big deal when they're older. Mm. Um, but that's that's really not true. There's The similarities are that, you know, just uh, this, this divorce just restructures our world. We have a very, and homeschoolers would know, <laughs> it's a very child-focused world. Right. Your education, the thing and all that. And what happens is with the divorce, it becomes an adult-focused world. We are now dealing with adult schedules, adult availability, adult priorities. And when you split those adults, you now have different worlds because often when we're together, kind of iron sharpens iron and we kind of, you know, the opposites attract thing kind of merges and all that. So that's a commonality that we all experience. Anger, frustration, the loyalty challenge, those are all things that are kind of common. What are the advantages to being older when the parents divorce? Now, it's kind of a weird phrase, but it's kind of, is that we don't blame ourselves because we're old enough to know that it wasn't us. This very, very, very common for adult children of divorce, that their parents divorced when they were kids, 
they blame themselves for the divorce. Hmm. Even I talk with adults after I speak or do a workshop, I'll still run across people that are like, you know what, I just done this or just done that. You know, maybe they would have stayed together. Even though we know that's not true, there's still that part of us that kind of speaks to that. When you're an adult, you know that's not true. So you don't have the blame issue, even though there are some parents that will say, well, we only stayed together because of you. We would have divorced years ago, but because of you, Oof. we waited. So you kind of get that blame sort of thing. But yeah. the truth, and we don't know what, they make choices, and that does not impact me. So those are kind of the similarities. The differences, you know, I mentioned uh, TMI is a problem, mm. but probably the big one is there's no support. They're just, you know, people feel guilty for being sad. Mm. You know, people feel guilty because they're grieving. People feel guilty because they're confused and they're now reexamining their entire childhood. It's kind of like dropping a puzzle on the floor and then picking up each piece and going, does it go with this puzzle or not? Was it real or not? And there's no real support. And for those of you like you, Leslie, who, who this is totally foreign to, I always say you could always tell somebody who's uh, got divorced parents, particularly in the fall, when you say, so what are you going to do for Thanksgiving or what are you going to do for Christmas? If you get, oh, they probably have divorced parents. Wow. 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 Yeah. Things you don't think of, but you really should. Well, I, I want to, I want to segue over just a little bit because you, you've got a really helpful book. Um, I was looking through it. I really appreciate your sending me a copy, but your book is called Choose a Better Path, Overcoming the Impact of Your Parents' Divorce. And I want you to tell us a little bit about the book and how it's set up. And then quite honestly, I've got, I've got some very specific questions from some members that I want to pepper you with. But I think that if you set the stage of how you've organized your book, it's the questions are going to actually fall in really nicely behind that. Okay. Yeah. The book, Choose a Better Path, is basically, it's written in a devotional format. The purpose of the book is to introduce adults with divorced parents to the issues that they may be facing. Because one of the problems we have is we're just not aware that there's anything going on. We know holidays are a hassle. We know that, you know, when everybody's in the same place, the parents, the exes, the ex-steps, the step, the whole nine yards, that it's kind of a hassle. But we don't really understand some of the issues that may be affecting us. So Choose a Better Path was written to introduce adults with divorced parents to the various issues that affect them. Anger, unforgiveness, triggers, father hunger, grieving, you know, boundaries, you know, the, the basic issues, but it's done in a very user-friendly format. They're basically devotionals. They're, they're right. a couple pages. They have a, a narrative, a story, if you will, that kind of introduces us to the topic. Then there's a prayer section, and then there's an area where you can journal. And there's one of those for each one of them. Yeah. I in, As I was looking through it, I was actually thinking how impactful this has to be as you're reading through it, and you're actually seeing yourself for the probably for the first time yes. Yes. on paper, actually with someone who is walking you through the emotions that you're feeling and then what God's word says about them and how to how to actually address them. So what kind of feedback have you gotten? How is this impacting children or adults from divorced parents who are actually reading this book? It's been very exciting because, again, I love that phrase, connecting the dots. Awareness is, you know, I'm also a therapist. And one of the things I'm big on is information. You know, particularly I do a lot of marriage counseling. And I find that we we just, a lot of what goes on isn't malice. It's just ignorance. Mm -hmm. Just right. you know, 
don't know how to communicate. We don't understand some of the gender issues. We just don't understand this stuff. And in this topic, a lot of it, we just don't know, you know? So what we find is that people are just blown away when they read this, because as you said, they see themselves in the book. Hmm. Uh, One thing I do want to mention is, and it's in the first chapter, is that it's really, really important to go through the book with somebody because it does get into some issues that can be triggering and can be troubling Mm. uh, because the very nature of what we're dealing with is troubling. But the good news is when we come out the other side, in the last chapters deals with boundary and hope, there is hope because Christ is running the show. We can stand on true truth and all the distortions that divorce can handle. So the reception of the book's been very, very strong. And a a lot of what I hear is I had no idea. I had no idea going on. And I saw this and I saw this and I saw that. And that's me. Well, and and there's so much comfort in knowledge and understanding and actually being able to pinpoint, you know, why do I react this way? Oh, you know, this gives me a reason for why. And now I can deal with those those underlying root issues, because, you know, we talk about even in parenting, you don't just deal with the leaves and the fruit. You want to go to the root and deal with the things that are actually causing the behavior and and so to be able to to see those roots in your own life would have to be just comforting and empowering all at the same time. Well, it is. One of the biggest challenges in this topic is what I went through. Denial. Mm. My parents divorced when I was 13. It was 30 years before the Lord went, hey, there's still an issue here. I was in total denial. If you said, Kent, have your parents' divorce affected you? I would have said, no. I'm good. It was a long time ago. Not a big deal. I'm over it. My wife, we give you an entirely different story. Uh. Anger was my big thing because anger often is an outcome of fear. And as adults with divorced parents, we often have a lot of fear. One of the fears I didn't touch on was the fear of doom. Mm. Basically, the fear that things can just fall apart at any moment. Usually that divorce announcement, which every one of you who is listening You probably remember when your parents made that announcement. We never forget it. We may not remember all the exact details, but we remember the atmosphere. Remember who was there. Everybody I talked to, they remember that moment, you know, but it's really important to move past that and move to a place where Jesus can bring healing. Wow. Wow. You know, that actually leads really well into one of the questions that was asked of our members she would be interested to hear how you root out patterns and things that you saw growing up, which are things that are affecting your marriage now that you may not even be aware of. So how how do the adults that are now married and not wanting to replicate these same patterns, how do they address those things? How do they how do they actually make sure that they're they're getting ahead of those things? Okay. The first uh, really good question. The first thing is uh, you need to identify what's going on. And mm-hmm. for the most part, nobody talks about this. So, you know, I like to say, you know, my website, hopeforadp.com, it's not the Kent Darcy show. I'm a resource for resources. I have a lot of resources on the website and I would encourage his blogs and podcasts and, and, and just a t- and, and resources, different books. Some of them are secular, some of them are Christian. I, I, I look for good resources that I it can help people. And the first thing is learn what's going on. Don't guess. Learn. Because a lot of these issues run deep. And once we identify what they are, 
then we can effectively deal with it. We get those tools. If it's anger, then, you know, Gary Chapman has some really good books on anger. You know, if it's, it's fear, you know, the Bible talks all about fear, but identify what is the fear. If you're doubting, you know, I don't know, not even, there's people who are listening, who are going, you know, I, I hear how great God is. And I hear that, you know, I, I hear the church and I hear it with Leslie and, and everybody. And, you know, if God was so great, then what did this happen? And where was he when this happened? And where was he when that happened? And where was he when this happened? This is one of the things I do in a presentation when I speak, because we don't say it, but just people thinking it. And to that person who's listening right now, who's going, you know, if God is so great, I don't understand why I went through all I did. Yeah, what's the deal? I always say, first of all, share that with somebody, but somebody's safe, because a lot of you know, Christians, you get into that mode, it's like, oh, you know, but the reality of it is, is that, and we see all the way back in the book of Genesis, that God gave Adam and Eve a choice. Mm. They could do things God's way, or they could do things their own way. And they chose to do things their own way. They've been dealing with consequences ever since. Our parents had a choice. They could do things God's way, or they could do things their own way. And one or both of them chose to do things their own way. And we've been dealing with the consequences ever since. So really, what we wanted to do is make that choice to not go that direction anymore. And the first step is, A, take our pain to God. But the second step is learn what on earth is actually going on. Yeah. And again, on the website, there's tons and tons of resources that help with that. Well, and we'll make sure that we link that so that it's very easy to to get to hopeforadp.com. If they don't remember it, we'll, we'll keep saying it over and over during the podcast, but we'll also link it in the show notes. You know, And I, I thank you so much for that and for taking the time to kind of address that and explain that for us and direct us to where you have a lot more resources. I will be sure and share that with the person who asked the question as well. The other thing that, or another question that I got that actually kind of echoes back to the loyalty challenge, but it's it's kind of flipped. I got a question for you about favoritism. So, and and the question was really about the the parent is now showing so much favoritism to what would be like a half brother or a stepbrother, I guess. My assumption would be that's fairly common too, as they're trying to ingratiate themselves to this new family that they're walking into. But that must make the, the old family, the real, the tight, you know, the, the actual biological family really feel that, that burn of favoritism. That's anger. Mm. It's hurt. Um, that's where we talked about forgiveness. That's where unforgiveness starts to creep in, resentment, bitterness. And it is, unfortunately, it is, is not uncommon. What, what can happen is when the spouse leaves and they start a new family, they want to make sure they get it right this time mm. and they will do things with that family and, and whatever. And, you know, it is not uncommon for me to hear, I never got that. How can, how can they do that with them when they don't do it with me? You know, what happens, you know, why are they spending that money on there and they didn't have money for my college? What What's the deal? So again, we turn back scripturally and we look at, how does that affect me? You know what, Lord, right now, I'm really, I'm so angry at my dad. Hmm. I am so angry at my mom right now. And we take that anger, we take that to the Lord and we process it as what is the hurt? What is, because it's not fair. It flat out just is not fair. But often we don't have anything that we can do about it except choose to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And it's very easy. Like I said earlier, the number one issue that we deal with with adults with divorced parents is unresolved anger. 
Mm. And that anger tends to not go away because we keep dealing with it. I love the scripture that says, you know, I mean, how should we forgive our, our brother seven times? Seventy times seven. And nowhere is that more true than we get with adults with divorced parents. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you again for just connecting those dots, helping us see more context for, you know, why the the behavior from the parent itself or himself, herself, and then why we are tending to react the way that that we do as children. And and it's just so good to see from both perspectives so that you're able to come to a place of understanding. The reality is what it is. This like you and you alluded to this at the beginning. This act has happened. The divorce has happened. So now we've got to learn how to dwell with one another in an understanding way, loving one another, you know, because love covers a multitude of sins. We are able to just absolutely let go of the burden of that anger and frustration and and make the decision to move forward in a different way. It's a challenge, though, because oh, yeah. one of the issues that is a challenge in this area is that in many cases it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's not like the divorce happened, okay, it's done, it's whatever. No, <laughs> there's new exes and girlfriends and boyfriends and wives and whatever. My father remarried twice. Wow. So at one point, all three were, you know, two of them have passed now, but all three were around and with graduations of their grandkids, who comes, who doesn't? You know, the every time an event happens, everybody comes to the to the event. So it doesn't really go away. It, it's not. I was at a funeral and it was, uh, there was an adult children divorce uh, situation. And basically what happened was there was a time when he said, would anybody like to say uh, something about the deceased? And somebody stood up and said something. Well, when they stood up and they didn't say anything inflammatory, they had a word, whatever. But the brother of the deceased stood up and walked out. Oh, no. And this is, I mean, we're in the middle of a funeral. And then the spouse goes and gets him. And this is, this is in the middle of the funeral. So when we don't deal with these issues, they continue to go. One of the things in the book talks about a funeral, literally, where we're here, but the new wife and the new kids are up front. Yeah. Yeah. How do you deal with that? How do you, how do you, and the issue is, is you deal with it by talking with somebody about it. You deal with it by planning going into it. You deal with it by having that confidant that at the beginning of the book, I recommend very strongly mm-hmm. that you don't do this journey by yourself. You talk with somebody about it. But from your standpoint, Leslie, from the person, for those of you who are going, wow, I, I can't even imagine this. The Bible says, be quick to listen, yeah. slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And when somebody says, oh my goodness, you wouldn't believe what, what how was your father's day? That is a loaded question for adults with divorced parents. Even finding cards is difficult. They were so wonderful. They were this and they were that and they were this and they were that. Uh, no. So how, do I send a card? Do I not send a card? There's all these so talking about it. And you have an excellent opportunity as somebody from an intact family to show stability, to show truth, to show, you know, no, God is faithful. But we're going to go through this bumpy period together. The next time you have an event with your family, you know what? Let's have coffee before that and talk yeah. through it. You know, what are your concerns? What are your fears? Well, you know, every time this happened, my dad, my mom, that, okay, well, why don't we talk through? Maybe we can set up some boundaries. How can we do that? And then after the event, you have coffee with them again. Yeah. And you just listen. 
Mm. And you just kind of are there. And after a while, they see that, you know what? God is faithful. God is loving. You know what? You're right. You're right. Yeah. There is truth in in what's in the word. And I'm going to work with that. But you from intact families have a marvelous opportunity to um, minister that. And, And one more thing on top of that, the book was written for Christians. Yeah. But it was also written for non-Christians. So it doesn't say pray. It says, you know, a time with God or, or you know, we're trying to encourage non-Christians to learn how to pray that God is faithful and that truth yeah. is true. You know, so this book is basically written so that we can be healed and we can reflect that healing to those who don't know Christ and draw them onto it. That's fantastic. I, you know, as you were talking and, and you've shared so many just incredible points. I'm I'm very, very grateful. But I was wondering how, you know, this is clearly a very, very helpful book for the adult children of divorced parents. Have you gotten any feedback from the divorced parents themselves, how they feel about this book? Has this been a help to them, even in relating to and responding to the emotions and such of their adult children? Yeah, that's uh, a really interesting question. When I wrote the book, that was my biggest concern, mm-hmm. was that adults and divorced, the divorced parents would think we were bashing and throwing stones. This is one of those, you know, we hate parents books. The response has been the exact opposite. Wow. The response has been exactly what you said. I had no idea what my kids were going through. We are now having more constructive conversations because I, I can look at it through their lens. I realized that, you know, it's not that they're angry at me, they're angry at the situation, you know. So it's been very, very, very well received by divorced parents, which was a surprise to me, but, you know, praise be to God. Yeah, absolutely. And I can understand why it would be. I mean, all of us, I don't think there's very many people who want a, a rift, a break with their kids. And yet it this this situation inherently causes one. So as a parent, I would want any tool that I could find to try to get over that and to try to move beyond that with my child. So I guess follow-up question would be, would this be something that would be helpful to go through together or, you know, separately, but then discuss? Or how how would this be most helpful within a family dynamic if both the parent and the adult child were engaged in wanting healing this way? I would say that initially the adult with divorced parents needs to go through it first. Okay. Because there's a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. There can be a lot of anger, unforgiveness, triggers, and we really want to work through that before we're talking to our parent. Gotcha. Because if talk to our parent before we work, we work through that, there's a tendency to be doing it in the flesh. Yeah. And we react instead of respond. Uh, once we've gone through it ourselves, then I think we're in a better position to have an intelligent, constructive conversation with our parents that isn't flesh driven. <laughs> it's spirit driven. And for the parent, I would encourage them to read the book. And if they read the book and go, wow, this is really something else, or they go to the website and listen to the podcast, whatever, send it to their kids and say, you know what? I never realized what you're going mm. through. I'm so sorry that, you know, I, that you got caught up in all this, but, you know, here's a book. You know, here's a podcast, here's a blog that maybe can help and bring some healing. And I think even at the very least, that parents approach it differently. I Some of the stories I hear, you know, you're going to call this new person your grandma, and it's not your grandma. 
Hmm. Well, you need because they want to build that new relationship. And again, I'm not throwing stones at parents. One of the issues that we deal with with children of divorce is that the parents are going through what the research shows is the second most emotional period or emotionally uh, draining event in a, a couple's life. The first is death of a parent, hmm. death of a spouse. The second one is divorce. And in some ways, divorce is worse because death is involuntary. They didn't right. die at the or whatever, but they chose to reject you. And the, the pain of that apparent is very, very deep. So again, there's two sides to this coin. And when we go through the book ourselves, we start to see our parents. I know for me, I loved my parents. I mean, I always loved my parents, but I loved them a lot differently and a lot more after I went through the process of healing and going through the journey and saw their pain through the lens of Christ and through the truth and also through a healed heart myself. Yeah, I um it's it's amazing and wonderful how Christ can redeem even the most difficult situations and Absolutely. how we can allow him to work healing us and and restoring relationships and and bringing people back together in ways that we would have probably never dreamed possible because he is a good good father and he loves his people and i i really appreciate the way that you keep you you keep reinforcing the fact that this isn't about bashing the parents this is about really bringing healing restoring relationships finding the path forward that that the better path choosing the better path just like your book notes so I really, I appreciate so much your approach on that. For the listener who's thinking, this is me, you know, I, I hear myself all over this. What are some of the next steps that they can take right now to to start pursuing, really pursuing healing, pursuing the information to give them understanding and and how they can really start moving past this for restored relationships and better family dynamics? The first thing is pray. Because we, we want to keep, when we're dealing with an issue as emotionally charged as this is, we want to make sure we have God at the focus of it, truth at the focus of it. And as we said earlier, if you're struggling with that, just kind of reach out in faith that God is still there, even though it sometimes doesn't seem like he is. He is. The second thing is get information. Because when I stumbled into this in my denial and whatever, I had no idea of the issues that were impacting me. Uh, the, you know, the website, again, it's not the Ken Darcy show. There's all sorts of resources on the website. Learn how it personally affects you because what affects somebody else may not affect you. But mm-hmm. then something down here, I, I did a presentation one time and I'd added something in the presentation. It's in the, this part is, you know, where was God? I go through this whole thing. Where was God when this happened? Where was God when this happened? Where was it? And the last thing I added was, where was God when I heard my dad crying himself to sleep? Mm. And I'd added it the day before I did that presentation. I'd never added, I'd never had that in that section before. And I had somebody walk up to me afterward and said, you know what? I totally, my parents are divorced. I totally tuned you out because I said, I'm not going there because the fence, this is a big deal. And they said, until you said that. And I had heard my dad cry himself to sleep and I had her. So the point is, is that it's, it's, this can be as individual. Yes, there's basic principles that apply, the basic topics. But it says individuals are fingerprint. So identify what is issue that affects you. Because it could be totally different than what's affecting your sibling. Mm. The other sibling. There's no cookie cutter on this. We all have different perspectives. So if you want to get the information, first, pray to God. Second, uh, get resources. Find out what on earth is going on and how can I heal from it. And the third thing is bring somebody along for the journey. If you're okay. married, ideally it's your spouse. 
walk through the book with your spouse uh, so they can see. Now, if both of you are divorced, <laughs> you probably want to bring an extra person into the mix because okay. you've got uh, a lot of dynamics going on and a lot of woundedness. And you probably want to do it separately mm-hmm. because it does. It's kind of like surgery. Hmm. It hurts, but you get better at the end. Right, <laughs> so, right. So if you're both divorced, you probably want to do it separately. But that would be the third thing. Don't do the journey alone. Do it with somebody. Okay. All right. Now, if if they go to hopeforadp.com, do you have any quick helps or anything? Like, I guess, what is the path that it, once they get to your website, they are... They are desiring to just kind of start this journey. What is the path that, that would be best for them as far as this is step one, step two, going through kind of the ministry that you have to them? How can they engage with you best? Probably what I would recommend is uh, go through the podcast. The first, uh, the first 10 podcasts are basically an overview of issues that impact adults with divorced parents. And they're only 15 minutes. So it's not, you know, a big investment time-wise, but... It will give you a real quick overview of what some of the issues might be. And then you can go from there, depending on what the issue might be. I would start there. All right. And I'll be sure and direct people straight to the podcast in the show notes as well. So remove as much friction as we can. Just get them right where where, where we're letting them to go. Don't give up. Don't give up. It is not, I don't believe in coincidences. I only believe in God instances. Mm. So if you heard this podcast today, you stumbled across it, you clicked on it, kind of went, maybe I should listen to that. It is not a coincidence. God called you to hear this at this time. So don't allow Satan to pull those seeds out. Go for it. You can be healed. It is okay to investigate this. It is not blaming your parents or just honoring your parents to find out how you can receive healing. God can do both. Amen. Amen. Well, Ken, we're getting really low on time. I'm so grateful that you spent your time with us today. I think that this has been one of the most important episodes that we've done. And I'm I'm really eager to get your book into the hands of several of our listeners. So with your permission, I would love to set up and give away a couple of copies of your book to people. Well, great. Then we will do that. If you will go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash better path. We will have a place for you to enter to win that. We will give it away quickly, but within a couple of days after the podcast so that we make sure we get this in your hands as quickly as possible. But we also will have a lot of show notes there. I want to direct you to engage with Kent and get the encouragement and the help and the tools that you need to really better your understanding of your situation and how you and your family can move forward in the love of God and the grace of God in the days ahead. So, Kent, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. It has been my pleasure as well. Well, thank you. To everyone else out there, we talk all the time about how your home is your Jerusalem. The Great Commission begins at home. And as parents, whether we are from families that where our parents are divorced or not, it is so important that we are regularly getting before God's throne, understanding the different issues that we are dealing with so that we can keep short accounts on those and be whole and ready to invest in our children, pointing them to Jesus, showing him his love and overcoming these residue, I think, of of some of the hurts that you've had in your life, actually identifying them 
I believe will go so far in opening doors with or for you to impact your children in a more profound way. So I encourage you to go to hopeforadp.com and start engaging with Kent. Get the resources that he has there. Pick up a copy of the book. You can register to win it again at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash better path. But the book is called Choose a Better Path. And I encourage you to pick up a copy or two, go through it with a friend, a spouse. And then we will be praying for you guys uh, that the Lord really uses this mightily in your life. So have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more. So check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.